Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Big Ben says goodbye, question mark. Welcome to Good Morning Football. We're presented by El Chopper Beef Jerky. This is our breakfast table in New York. Hall of Famer Chris Carter yeah, is at Chris. the breakfast table. Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, myself, Kay Adams. Let's get straight to some highlights with the Interceptor World Tour t-shirt wearing. Kyle Brandt, what happened? Najee Harris says goodnight. The Roethlisberger family there in the suites. They go nuts. He does a victory lap. Now, he has another game. Actually, a really important game against Baltimore next week. But this is his last home game. He never lost to the Browns at home in the regular season. Absolutely perfect. So many memories. We'll get into it in a little bit. Roethlisberger, a thick, long legacy in a lot of different ways. 26-14. to 14, That was his last home game, most likely. Let's go to Ben. Just have him reflect what that, might, what that huge win might mean for him for the rest of his life when he looks back on it. This is home, you know. Um, I, I it just I know I'm, I was born in Ohio, but I live here, and I'll always be here. And um, these these fans in this place, it just it means so much to me and my family, and uh, always will. And uh, I, I've always said that they're the best fans in all the sports, and I'll stick by that to the day I die. And to see all the signs and the jerseys and the the towels, and to hear them cheer for for me coming out of the tunnel, all that stuff, it just. Um, I don't know that I'll ever put it into words, and that's why I, I want to soak. I wish I could bottle it and, and have it forever, um, but I will in here and in, and in my mind. A nostalgic, he was emotional on the field. Ben Roethlisberger. Let's take a look at the playoff picture because here's the thing: Week 17 is over. There's an extra game. They're still alive. They're the nine seed, and all they need to happen in the final week of the regular season, they have to beat the Ravens. That can happen, and they need Trevor Lawrence and the Jags and Dario to upset upset the Colts. If those two things happen, they are in. Steelers fans got their money's worth last night. Big Ben's 92nd win at Heinz Field. He said, "We're leaving with a win behind only Brady, by the way, and John." Elway for most wins by a quarterback at a single stadium. Special night all around. 
Hall of Famer Chris Carter, Ben Roethlisberger will join you there with a gold jacket in due time. What was your what were your thoughts watching Ben Roethlisberger last night? It was an amazing story because typically we come into this league, we all want to play, we have dreams of playing in the league as kids, but you can't control where you're going to go. And it's so much about the draft and being in the right system with the right unit. But he's drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers, who have a head coach in Bill Cowher. Mm-hmm. They're playing amazing defense, the physicality. They're going to run the football down your throat every week. They have the support of the franchise, a great fan base, one of the best in the world. And then they go to Mike Tomlin. Mm-hmm. They got Jerome Bettis. They got leaders. They got, they got guys to be able to take over for Ben and to see him to be able to start and end it in Pittsburgh. After the way the draft fell, he is the best player in that draft. And all those teams went over. People say, oh, Eli Manning, he doesn't want to go to California. He goes to the Giants. Phillip Rivers, we know about that story. But when you look back on this draft, him and Larry Fitzgerald, another Pittsburgh guy, another guy I got a relationship with, was the best two players in that draft. So for Ben Roethlisberger, perfect marriage between him, how they do things in Pittsburgh, the fans in Pittsburgh, and this organization. True. I also think it's a cool moment to have as a player. And, you know, this is while he's still playing. He's getting to, you know, when John Madden passed away last week, one of the things everyone said was it was cool that he got to watch that documentary because he got to smell the roses. He got to appreciate the love in return for him. So many times we have players come back for that ceremony. or somebody, I'm just jotting it down here on my list of the great quarterbacks of the last 30 years. Okay. Aikman, Marino, Eli, I'm including, and Elway played with one team. Mm-hmm. But more often than not, you get a Favre, whose last year mm-hmm. was with the Vikings. Drew Brees, who had to start off in San Diego and then go to New Orleans. Phillip Rivers, a year with the Colts. Peyton Manning was a Bronco, and yes, he won the Super Bowl, but it wasn't with the Colts at the end. And Tom Brady is now a Buccaneer. Now, there's a million ways to do a career, but how cool to play 18 seasons at quarterback for one team, it's rare air, and to be able to enjoy that moment while the season's still going on and knowing that I can appreciate this while it's here and have the fans be able to show him that and him to show the fans back, I think it's really rare, and it was pretty cool mm-hmm. to see last night. I don't think the Steelers are necessarily going to the playoffs. They're mm-hmm. going to need mm-hmm. a lot of things to happen and go their way. But Ben had that moment, and I think as an active player, it's a pretty neat deal. It is. And I just I can't believe he's still playing given his style of play. Like he, he just takes so much punishment. Sacked more than any quarterback in the history of the game. Yeah. Is that true? More than yes. Dave Craig? Oh. Yes. And how many sacks did he like shrink out of or yeah. shake off? Like countless. He is he is just such a piece of meat. And he has been for years. It's not he's not the Brady thing where it will sip up and we'll throw it away. He just gets crushed and he's still playing. I, I I think I go back to the origin story. The game and the league and the sport has changed so much since he came in. Understand back in the day in 2004, like there would not be a quarterback from the MAC drafted number 11 over. It was, it was like Miami of not Miami, Miami of Ohio. I remember yeah. as, as a fan thinking that was so strange. I never heard of that. Before. Wally Zerbiak. Yeah, yeah Zerbiak can fill it, but not in the NFL. You know, you know, Randy Moss was talking about this last night as a Marshall guy. Like yeah. he felt a kinship with Roethlisberger. The other thing. You didn't see quarterbacks were 6'4", 240. It, there, there was no Dante. There was no Cam. Like, that had not started to happen yet. He changed the whole deal. And you're sitting there. You're sitting next to Lee Steinberg. And they were pissed that he fell. And he was behind Eli. And he was behind Rivers. They thought he was going to be drafted before Rivers. Right. And they're like, I don't know. This big dude from Miami of Ohio. The competition's not so great. He's still here. He's still taking hits. He's still throwing it 34 times in one half on Monday Night Football. The whole league has changed since now. I'm a Miami of Ohio guy. Sure, that's a big program. We can find it anywhere, Chris. When he goes into Canton, 
he will be the biggest quarterback in the history in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. The physically largest. Yes. No kidding. Yes. So big always works mm. in the NFL. First ballot? First ballot, absolutely. I think that's a great question. I don't know if it's absolutely. Well, how many, how many uh, Lombardi trophies Let's do, do they right have? Let's do it right now. It, how yeah. many Lombardi trophies does Pittsburgh have? They have seven, I think. Yes. He has two and played in three Super Bowls. Right. That's why he keeps putting up this sign. He's letting the people know. I got I two. I put two of those things I up got there. two. Mm-hmm. I put them up there, and that typically is a road that's going to lead to Bradshaw camp. won four. Okay. Roethlisberger won two. What's the argument against, Kyle? It's not a matter of his resume. There's a matter of the voting process. Chris Carter should have been a first bout Hall of Famer. Terrell Owens should have been a first bout Hall of Famer. It doesn't usually work out that yeah, way. but that's temporary insanity. They do better is. now. Of course it is. When people know better, they do better. I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I would not be shocked if they made him wait a year. Yeah. And I mean, we all look, know why. Facts. You know, Chris. i got to give you that one. It gets, I, I, I that process give, gets weird. I have to give you that one. But his overall work on the field, which that's what it should have been, yes. and being a teammate, which he had not been a bad teammate, that's what it should be about, and that should get him to camp. Does it first. matter that they have not been to the Super Bowl in 13 years? Yeah. That the, the first five years, he was the first ballot Hall of Famer, and then... And they lost that one, the last one he was in. Yeah. yeah. And there's a thing called Second Brady ballot. in the AFC. Mm-hmm. There's a thing called New England AFC. How many trips were actually available? Not but many. But in the Brady era, he's mm. got two of them. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people can say mm-hmm. that. He's got two of them. Does it matter what you're saying? That the- I think he gets in first ballot, and I think the, 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 the way that he and Tomlin the last decade and a half have been able to sustain winning records, that stuff goes a long way. Uh, is he? Ret- did you say he's retiring? By the way, not officially. Okay, because you're, you're outlining this like last, time, and I know that he's hinted at it, right? And it's all but been said. But is it, do we? You know, like we've seen. I don't believe in retiring anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think nobody in the NFL retires anymore. In the first half, you have a hundred yards, unless there's a hurricane or something. I think it'd be I like, know, oh, you Reece know, something. Told, I think Drew I'm going to kind of was like, I'm done, and then he was like, ah, I'll come back for another. I'm just saying, or play for another team. Is that totally off the table? You think? I can't see him in another uniform. Yeah. I don't know if another team wants that version of Ben Roth. Was Rodgers on the Manning cast? I didn't get to see it. He was. was. He on, did, mm-hmm. was, it, was Referential, he yes. Because I, I imagine you're mentioning this rare error list. It isn't... I, I see Brady going and having success and winning mm-hmm. a Super Bowl, so I don't know if that takes away from the let me play with my whole team. Aaron Rodgers is really good friends with Brett Favre, who went on and didn't really mm-hmm. have success. But do you think he watches that and feels some kind of way? You think Russell Wilson watches that and feels some kind of way? It's the first place my head went to. Quab, our producer, who watched this and then went and watched a DVD after that. He was up at 4 in the morning for this show, but huge diehard Steelers fan, so I thought about him and shout out to you, Quab, and how this is going to affect their Week 18 and on, but really those other quarterback strikes. How does yeah. it affect them? No, it's a great point. Does Rodgers see that? And that final walk around the stadium and say, you know what? Why do I want to play for a Denver Bronco or Carolina Panther team? Mm-hmm. Or does he see it and say, why not? TJ, why? Let's go. Mm-hmm. See that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he looks at the Lions, Bears, and Vikings, and I'm going to stay right here. I'm <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. At GMF. Sean next week. Yeah. <laughs> your thoughts. Let's bring in Tom Pellicero and get some updates right. here. Tom, uh, the Titans, they are the number one seed. They are sitting pretty. They worked their way through so much adversity. Congrats to Vrabel and that whole team. What is the timetable for Derrick Henry's return? Because that would be a nightmare. Okay, it may end up being a nightmare for the rest of the AFC. Coach Mike Vrabel confirmed on Monday that their star running back, Derrick Henry, could be activated from injured reserve or designated to return this week, opening up his three-week practice window. Henry has not played since he suffered a Jones fracture in his foot back on October 31st. My understanding is there's a good chance Henry will be back in practice this week. There's even an outside chance that he could play this week against the Texans just to get him a few carries, knock off some of the rust before they get into the postseason. 
course, Titans wide receiver A.J. Brown is also back. He looks like A.J. Brown again. They activated Julio Jones off the COVID list on Monday. All that adversity you mentioned, Kay, and yet here the Titans are. One win away this week from wrapping up that number one seed and a first-round playoff buy in the AFC. Story of Week 17, Joe Burrow and the Bengals not only clinching the AFC North title with a win over the Chiefs, but they also clinch a home playoff game in the first round of the playoffs. The win secured the division, and the Bengals fans are alive and well, as we know. If there was any question on how this Bengals team was feeling, take a look at their quarterback, Joe Burrow, with the cigar in the locker room. Shoot him down, Joe. <laughs> this is it. Get the gut. That's it. That was the same dance in LSU in the locker room when they won that time. Joe Burrow feeling himself here. Now, look, they've Even had some there. huge wins in a row. <laughs> Bengals currently hold the number three seed in the AFC playoff picture with one week to go in the regular season. They cannot do any worse than the four seed. When all is said and done, the last time Cincinnati has actually won a playoff game was this one. 1990, AFC wild card round. Boomer Esiason and the Bengals go in and they beat the Oilers. Wow, 1990. So think about how many years we're talking here. Cody Carlson just getting eaten alive there. Nice soft turf there. Nice soft turf. Very friendly to the players. <laughs> 41 to 14. The Bengals blew out the Oilers and Cody Carlson the last time. That was so long ago. So long ago. Yeah. Meanwhile, in that time period, the New England Patriots have won six Super Bowls and have been to ten Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. Let's get to we in or we out here. It's the game we play. I'm going to say a statement. You guys tell me if you agree or you disagree. Okay. Since that last Bengals playoff win, I'll reiterate, the Patriots have won six Super Bowls and have played in ten. Zach Taylor has never coached a playoff game. Mm -hmm. The statement is this. Zach Taylor's Bengals are a scarier wild card round opponent in 2021 Mm -hmm. than Bill Belichick's Patriots. Mm -hmm. Are we in or are we out, Chris Carter? This is not an easy one. No, it's good. Because I've made a broadcast in living. Going with the Patriots. Yeah. Even regardless of what the stats say, you go with the Pats. Right. The Pats had Tom then. Now with Mac Jones, they still have the same type of defense. They're still trying to run the ball. This is early Bill Belichick, Tom Brady. But the fact is, man, I'm about talent. <laughs> and the Bengals, they got it. Mm-hmm. Their, their worst unit is their offensive line. Joe Burrows has been hit the last couple years, more than anyone in the league. But when you look at teams that can rush the passer, there's not a whole bunch in the AFC that scare me. So I do believe that their offensive line will be able to match up, and I believe that they'll be able to bring pressure from the Bengals on their opposition. I'm going with the talent. because mm-hmm. talent typically trumps out all these other scenarios. I'm going with Joe Burrow, mm-hmm. Zach Taylor, Chase, and the rest of the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. Yes, in 2022, yes, I'm in. Yes, I'm, I'm okay. in. I'm, All right. I'm in, too, and I'll go further. I wonder if you'll agree with me or not. I'm in because they're just scarier weapons-wise. And you're saying the other wide receivers, they matter. I think they have the best wide receiving core in the NFL. Would you agree? They've got 2,000-yard receivers. T. Higgins doing a perennial 1,000-yard receiver. Tyler Boyd making huge, crucial catches when he needs to. Yes. And then you have the star. Tampa Bay did have it till the injuries, but you're right. The Bengals right now are the best, the most dangerous weapons. I think weapons. the Bengals' A game is scarier. I think you, you, you know, the, the Patriots, to your point, they're on the ball. They have good defense. They have to play their game. If you, have, if you get into this sort of situation like you did with the Chiefs, the Bengals' A game is scarier. I'm in. What do you think, Kyle? 
Give me the Patriots. Yeah. Oh, I'm so scared of Zach Taylor and some rookie wide receiver. Give me the Patriots. So what scares you about New England? Belichick. Belichick and McDaniels. Just they've been there. The 20 years. They've been there. Look, we can throw a million Jamar Chase highlights if we want to. I'll bring up some Marshall Falk highlights. I'll bring up some Kurt Warner highlights. And we smack them around on the biggest stage. Look, I love the Bengals. This is, I, we have to pick one on this. If you guys, frankly, if you guys would have said Patriots, I might have said Bengals. Um, <laughs> I go with this guy. It's tough. Okay. You, know, when you, it's, you know what the hardest part about saying Patriots is? Is seeing those Bengals highlights. They're amazing. Yeah, I mean, one-handed catch. They're amazing. <laughs> I, of course they're amazing. I love the Bengals. But I will go with this guy. I, I really believe in the been there. Maybe more than most people. And I also think, like, yes, the Bengals are wildly talented. The Patriots are a very talented team, too, who runs the hell out of the ball and will have the best game plan on earth. And I think uh, I, would rather, I would rather face Zach Taylor, Zach Taylor, than Bill Belichick. Yeah. Does the been there depend on like, who, who hasn't been there and what like Joe Burrow's a different bit hasn't been there than other players right how so I don't know I just feel like he's more he's been on big games at least he's I just feel like I trust his lack of experience more than I trust most other quarterbacks that don't have that experience. he's got so much I trust him more than I trust Mac trust Mac Jones it's true but like he's barely more experienced than Mac the Mac point. played in the biggest stages in college like Burrow did and Mac has just slightly less experience than Burrow this is going the into biggest that kind difference. of game Justin Herbert I trust less than I trust Joe Burrow I don't I can't get, it's in the intangibles that we mm-hmm. sort of talk about with these two mm-hmm. but there's something about him that makes it like he's not scared of anybody he's not not scared of Bill Belichick in that hoodie. He's just not. Yeah. Let's put Cincinnati in the same scenario that we had Buffalo and New England in. And do you think Zach Taylor would have put the reins in on the quarterback the way they did to Mac Jones? Mm-mm. Because when you talk about the offensive coordinator for New England, he gets an awful lot of credit. But I did see him in Denver, mm-hmm. and he was a mess. Mm-hmm. And I've seen him without Tom Brady, and they haven't been that good. Mm -hmm. So when you start praising Josh McDaniel, oh, Josh McDaniel, oh, Josh McDaniel, Josh McDaniel without Belichick and without Tom Brady is what? So you're, you're saying... Oh, well, he drafted an H-back to be his quarterback, Chris. I don't think that was the right choice in Denver. You know, they couldn't exactly run the offense. Really? Yeah. And now with Mac Jones, I have seen when the weather is not great, they don't have confidence in him. I've been in enough of these press conferences where the coach say, we believe in that guy. We believe in And then I look at the game plan, and the coach is lying. Right. <laughs> right. And that's what I see with New England. Yes, he can manage the game. He is the ultimate game manager. Mm-hmm. But when you don't allow a quarterback to throw the ball down the field, you tell me something about that guy. And I'm going on that information. This is not my opinion. They won the game in Buffalo against a very good team. They knew their team. They won the game. They got a rookie, and they might win the division in a rookie quarterback. Bill Belichick, every football game, he says, how can I win? And he realizes the more that guy throws, the chances of me winning go down. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to allow him to throw the ball less and less Mm -hmm. as the season goes on. And less. Mm -hmm. That's information that I can't avoid. That's information they gave me. This This is not my opinion. I look at it, I look at it as, a, as a good – this is the perfect we in or we out question because you've got the coach and the logo versus the talent and the youth, yeah. and they might actually face off in the playoffs. And I, I think it would be a, quite a match of, of contrast between the two teams mm-hmm. and, of course, the coaches. But who will have home field? <laughs> good question. Let's get to the next one here. It was cold in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. It was cold in Buffalo. And the broadcast crews loved it. Both sides were, it was, uh, the whole games, it was like, yeah, there's a football game. But you knew, once Tariko and Collinsworth were going to the crowd with, like, the third quarter with 14 minutes left, you knew, like, all right, this game's out of hand. Buffalo was doing the same. And yet, you look at the numbers this season. Mm-hmm. 
Home field advantage has not been that big a factor. Road teams are 123, mm-hmm. 131, okay. and one against home teams. They just have huh. eight less losses. Yep. So as we talk about playoffs and seedings and cold weather, home field advantage is overrated. Are we in or are we out, Chris Carter? It's definitely overrated. <laughs> okay. And the reason why the modern game is totally different. All right. The lack of a huddle and also – American football fans haven't educated themselves on the no huddle. You can only cheer for so long. Mm. So when you listen to the telecast, You're tired? watch out. Absolutely. I love for three and a half. No, absolutely. Funny. Fatigue, fan fatigue. <laughs> they're, on the, they're on the shot clock, too. <laughs> the last 10 seconds of the play clock, they start cheering. But teams are going no huddle, and you have the microphone that you can get yep. a clear play into the quarterback that he can communicate. So offenses are a lot better. And if you look at the arms that we have in the NFL, we have more talent throwers, talented throwers than any history sure. in NFL. So that gives the team. If you're on the road and you got one of those dudes, uh-huh. you got a better chance. So the communication, I'm totally in. It's it, um, it's overrated. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's overrated. Adams? You don't lose me in the nuance of uh, splits and home field or weather. Last week I had this big, like, I don't care about weather games as much as everybody else cares about them. And, and it's because the thing that matters more is experience, been there, which you brought up. But even more than that, Logan Roy says to his son, Kendall, in succession season finale, season two, you're not a killer. You mm. have to be a killer. Mm. That's what I look at, and that bends it. Like, are there killers on your team that doesn't matter? And, yes, the Buccaneers, that's what they were last year. They went into every scary place mm-hmm. known in the world, and they took care of business, and they did it at Lambeau. They did it in the Superdome, down in New Orleans. Like, are you a killer matters more than anything else. I, I don't that. really care about that. It is good. It's ironic, too, because then they slept in their same beds for two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl. Peter kept bringing that up to the home field of the yeah. Super Bowl. I didn't think it's overrated. You know why? I think air travel is more comfortable now. That's I think the point. hotels are more comfortable <laughs> is now. That it? I think That's you got point. more digital entertainment. I think it is not getting on some crappy propeller plane like 50 years ago and reading a newspaper and then going to your bad hotel. I think they're more comfortable. I think they're more pampered. And... Uh, the fields are all field turf. Chris, there's no watering down the Great field point. beforehand. Great there's point. none. It's all universal fields. Like the Giants before the home. 2001 um, champion, NFC Championship, that field being frozen. No yeah. kidding? Oh, absolutely. Oh my I mean, gosh. we got beat 41 bagel, but. <laughs> 41 bagel. That's yes. how Greg Camella scored a touchdown, Peter? Yeah. I never knew it's Joe Jarrah Vicious. I That's remember. right. Do you think it's overrated? <laughs> I think it is overrated because time and time again we see the yep. road teams win yeah. huge games. It doesn't mean it's worthless. It just means it's not the greatest thing of all time. Chris and Kay, you guys brought it up last yes, yesterday. The Packers are 7-6 and six in mighty Lambeau in playoff mm-hmm. games since 2002. With some dudes at quarterback. 7-6. Mm-hmm. and six. What happened in New Orleans? Like, mm-hmm. New Orleans, Kirk Cousins goes in there. Brady yeah. goes in there. Uh, what's the Off biggest disadvantage? I've never thought about the things he just said. What's the biggest disadvantage in 2022 of going and playing on the road to um, a traveling team? What's the biggest? The biggest disadvantage the is, is noise. Mm. Okay. Noise, noise, and confusion. It it doesn't allow you to think clearly, and that's what with the crowd. That's what we thought this year. The fans are back. Home teams will get the advantage. Mm. No. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. 
Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Everyone at this breakfast table has seen All Madden, but if you missed it, there is an encore presentation tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern on NFL Network. All Madden takes an in-depth look at his legendary coaching career, winning a Super Bowl with the Raiders, and walking away to become the biggest, most important broadcaster, epic, legendary pitchman, video game celebrity in sports history. So many things meaningful to so many people and change the game. Players, coaches, football legends all sit down and break down the lasting impacts of John Madden and what he did to the game of football and the NFL. It's all tonight at 8. Cannot wait. It's awesome. If you haven't seen it, be sure to watch it here on NFL Network. We now welcome to the show a man who I think embodies a lot of the things that Madden did per uh, display. And it's toughness, it's winning, and it's culture. He won three Super Bowls as the vice president of player personnel for the New England Patriots. Right. He is now our NFL Network front office analyst. Let's welcome in Scott Pioli to the breakfast. What's up, Scott? Scott, what's, what's up, Scott? going on? Good morning, everybody. What? Thanks for having me in again. Yes, let's start with last night's game. Ben Roethlisberger's final home game in Pittsburgh for all intents and purposes. He had an incredible career in Pittsburgh, but we've been talking about that 04 draft a lot this morning. What are your memories being in the front office during that 04 draft and maybe before then seeing this college prospect out of Miami of Ohio? Yeah, yeah, Peter, funny story. So we actually, I was with the New England Patriots and we had a Monday night game in Denver. And the next day, early morning, I flew into Oxford, Ohio, because Miami of Ohio was getting ready to play Bowling Green, and the great rising prospect Ben Roethlisberger was playing. And I had a chance to get in there. I got in early in the morning, and you know that's the week where we had the bye week coming, so you have this extra time to watch and scout players. So I'm in there early, and the head coach, Terry Hepner, says, hey, by the way, Ben's in here this morning. Do you want to visit with him? So I sat with him on game day morning on a Tuesday. This is when the Mac was playing Tuesday games. I sat there and visited with him. And I wanted to hear this whole story, how he didn't play quarterback in his senior year of high school until his final year, had played wide receiver. I know, Chris, you were talking about it earlier. And it was really amazing. He went in three years at Miami of Ohio and made himself his dominant player. And that season, they lost the opener to 
the uh, the Iowa Hawkeyes, who ended up being eighth in the country that year, and then they rattled off 13 wins, and Ben was the driving force behind that entire operation. Great to see what an incredible career. Saw him as an opponent a number of times in the playoffs. Really happy for him and proud of the career, you know, that he has had for him. This is why we love having you on. Game day morning college chat with Roethlisberger, who shows up early <laughs> to the facility. That's incredible, Scott. Well, let's go from Western Pennsylvania to Eastern PA. The Eagles are in the playoffs. Mm. They got another game left. They don't have to win it. They don't need help. It's crazy. It's really, really cool. And you've talked about this. Your most recent episode of the Tapeheads podcast, which everyone should check out. You talked about Philly being overlooked. Playoffs are now just a couple weeks away, less than that, really. What makes a team like the Eagles so dangerous heading into Wild Card Weekend? And dare we push you for any stories of your own and your own experience about being an overlooked lower seed heading into the postseason? Well, Kyle, being a part of an overlooked seed in the playoffs, I go back to our 2001 season, and I'm not comparing the Eagles exactly to that 2001 team, but we had a second-year quarterback. Bill Belichick hadn't become the great Bill Belichick yet. We started that season off 1-3, and and we weren't winning because of Tom Brady. We were winning because of defense, special teams, and Tom Brady not losing games for us. He had a good season, not a great season. Those are some of the comparisons I see. The other comparison I see is right now with the Philadelphia Eagles, they are confident. They have high energy. They have a very good defense. They're ranked top 10 in almost every important category. And they have a good young quarterback that's not losing games. But most importantly, it's December and January, and they have a running game. They have the second best running attack in the National Football League. And for the Eagles, this is a historic season turning in terms of the running game. This is the second best season they have ever had in their existence, but also tops among the National Football League. You know, I've watched this team. A lot of people wanted to make a joke of Nick Sirianni, and I was very frustrated at that because I met Nick. Todd Haley did a great job of hiring him at the Kansas City Chiefs and was with him his first four years in the NFL. He'd come from Indiana, Pennsylvania, and Nick is smart. He's all football. He does everything the right way on the field, off the field. He's a tremendous human being. And he knows the run game. The other thing that they have in Philly is Jeff Stoutland, who to me is one of the most underrated offensive line coaches in the entire National Football League. He has put that offensive line together and developed them to become a tremendous offensive line. He's very overlooked. And I've known Jeff actually since 1988 when we worked together as GAs at Syracuse University. And Jeff has put in the work and won championships at Alabama and at the Philadelphia Eagles. Pioli dishing out the love for that Philly Eagles program this morning. You know what they don't have, Scott, is experience. Jalen Hurts doesn't have it. Nick Sirianni doesn't have it. Joe Burrow doesn't have it. Neither does Zach Taylor. And they went and took care of business against the Chiefs. As a front office, from that perspective and from that standpoint, what do you expect out of young franchise quarterbacks like Jalen Hurts and Burrow and Mac Jones as they head into their first playoff action? Okay, this is a great question because you're looking at two of those quarterbacks in Burrow and Hurts who are in their second season. I had an experience with a quarterback, as I mentioned earlier, that was in his second season, Tom Brady. What he was surrounded by was a tremendous defense, very good special teams, a top running game, and again, opportunistic defense that gave them the ball at the right time in the right place. And to me, the most important thing of a young quarterback that's ascending, having his first appearance in the playoffs, is they can't lose the game for you. And this is what separates, I think, some of the young quarterbacks that come into the playoffs, and it's an early flash that they have, and then they disappear. That's because they can't handle the big stage. This is one of the important moments to find out, 
are they going to be able to do things well enough where they don't lose the game, Kay? Last week, the Pro Football Hall of Fame, Scott, announced the class of 2022, the finalists. A name that was on the list, same name from last year, Richard Seymour, a guy that you know something about. Why did you write a year ago and after being on the list for a year, why do you think that this season Richard Seymour finally gets fitted for that gold jacket? Yeah, Chris, I thought he should have been in last year as I wrote the article last year. But Richard Seymour, he has versatility. He had dominance. He was great at his position. The thing is, when he came into the league, he was a we had him as a we had him as a nose guard. Then we played him at three technique, five technique. He played what we needed him to play in the moment. And Richard sacrificed a lot of personal glory and a lot of personal stats. People want to talk about analytics. I love analytics. But Richard Seymour's analytics don't match his dominance when he played in the National Football League. He had to play in a two-gap defense. And watching him, I got to see him again in his final year at Georgia. I'll never forget being on the field at the University of Kentucky, watching Georgia and watching he and Marcus Stroud prepare for the game. I had never seen size nor explosion combined in one package with that length in my career. And to me, Richard Seymour was a dominant player that certainly belongs in the national in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Yeah, an, an unbelievable career. And obviously, uh, the Georgia Bulldogs looked the part this past weekend as well. They're carrying that tradition on. Scott, we got to call out the painting behind you, the artwork. Raindrops should not be falling on your head, my friend. You're a ray of sunshine today. Mm-hmm. Chivalry well, not dead. Old- I'm hoping the rain actually makes something grow up here. Waters the that's, plant. That's what I'm hoping. For it's a New Year's thing. That's good. <laughs> Great job, Scott. Thanks, Scott. Great job as always. I feel like Thanks, he's always on the move. He's always got a different shot behind him. What's going on? Thank you so Art much, sir. Uh, from Pioli to Quinn and Williams, a Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee, just defensive tackle, friend of the show. We'll talk about him. Zach Wilson. What happened on the sidelines? Potentially, we'll get into all of it with Quinn next. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my dance, <laughs> Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. 
Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. On second and six, Bridgewater, six. Bridgewater, buried. And this Jet defense punching back. Second sack of Bridgewater. Tannehill, under pressure, going down. Quinnen Williams leads the way, under pressure. Tannehill going to go down. Third and 11, here they come. Allen is buried. Burrow, they got him, and down he goes. How good has this kid been? I mean, quarterbacks might not love him, but we do here at this breakfast table. We're joined by one of the best defensive young players in the league since being drafted. He's led his team in sacks each of the last two years. And not only that, he is the Jets nominee for this year's Walter Payton Man of the Year Award, the NFL's highest honor. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the guy whose impact on the field is only bigger maybe than that smile on his face, which it always is. Jets defensive tackle, Quinnen. How are you? Quinnen Williams joining our show. What's up, y'all? I'm doing good, man. Good morning. Good morning. Happy New Year to everybody. It's great to see you, and Happy New Year. I feel like you grew up with our show. We watched Mm -hmm. you uh, flourish, and this honor is incredible to be the nominee for the Jets. What did it mean to you when you found out? What does it mean to you to get that honor to represent your team? Uh, When I found out, man, it was an amazing honor, man. I didn't know anything about the award um, when I found out, so I went back and did a lot of research on the award and did a lot of research on the people who won the award, and it's a huge, huge honor to be even nominated. And then I got a chance to be on the call with a couple of guys who have been nominated four or five times and a couple of guys who've been nominated first time. And to see the the group of guys, the group of talented guys, um, like Dak Prescott, Cam Hayward, uh, Cam Jordan, uh, a lot of guys who I look up to still to this day on the field and off the field, to be in the same room virtually with these guys um, in the same world means a lot to me in general. And just doing the, the... the necessary stuff I got to do in the, in the neighborhoods and in the community was a huge opportunity for me to put on display that where I'm from, Birmingham, Alabama, is a space that nobody really gets the chance to look at and nobody gets a chance to hear about unless it's uh, negative things or bad things. So to do something positive for the city and do something positive to be on a nation, uh, I mean, a national televised uh, opportunity to bring some positivity to my city was an amazing opportunity. So, Since your short time in the league, and you and I were on the call last week Mm -hmm. with Walter Payton and the other guys, you've given so much back to the community. You've established the Quentin Williams Foundation to help tackle poverty and been active in supporting pediatric cancer patients, as well as creating the Williams Scholarship to help provide assistance to low-income minorities in college. What inspires you as a young player, outside of being from humble beginnings there in in Birmingham, Alabama, Mm -hmm. to be able to give back at such a young age? Um, the, the biggest thing for me, man, is the opportunity that I've got in, when I was young, the opportunity that I see a lot of people where I'm from, especially a lot of black minority people where I'm from that don't have that same opportunity. And I feel like 
Uh, a lot of people gave me that opportunity when I was in a kid, when I was young, because my mom passed away and my dad had to work so much. And I could have went down a path of uh, no return, but a lot of people touched me. A lot of people put hands on me. A lot of people put God inside of my life. And a lot of people gave me opportunity at the opportunity to be great. And I just want to be that person to um, help any individual to be great, help any, any, any individual to get that opportunity to be great because, I won't know where I'll be without the opportunity. So that's called perspective, Quinna. That's incredible because you don't have to do that. You could just play ball and cast checks and sit back and do whatever you want. But you do, and we love that yeah. you do it. Let's talk some Jets, man. Uh, so close, so close against the Buccaneers. It was an incredible game, one yeah. play away. And I know that that's a lot of what this season is about is, is so close mm-hmm. and moving forward to next year, especially about this rookie quarterback, Zach Wilson. Uh, the results mm-hmm. have not been there. We know that. But, Quinn, and we are right up the street, basically, from the Jets facility. There's a lot of Jets fans watching. And they want to be as excited yeah. about the Zach Wilson was, as when they drafted him. So talk to them right now. What have you seen from your teammate, your rookie quarterback, that Jets fans should be excited about? Oh, man, in general, man. You can watch the game Sunday, man. That, that was a Super Bowl caliber team going against uh, uh, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time and an amazing defense, man. And you see the talent that we have on our team. And you see the talent in uh, Zach uh, in the Barrios and the different guys who are on that offense uh, staff, man. You just see the growth each and every week in Zach, man. Zach has struggled. Like we all struggled our rookie year, man. I struggled my rookie year. I'm pretty, pretty sure the worst out of anybody with only two sacks and like 20 <laughs> some tackles so and then you just flourish man you learn from your mistakes after that first year man you grow even more you get around guys uh, on your team and off your team um a little bit more and you just learn from each and every one of your mistakes man and even uh this year man it was 17 weeks man seven 16 games already in and you see zach man grow tremendously from the first game to the last game and that's all you can say uh, all you can do, man, is the growth, the growth, the growth, uh, and the and the potential that these guys have on our team, man. And like I tell anybody, man, I struggled the worst out of anybody as a third pick my rookie year, man. And I started mm-hmm. to flourish and start to go into the right direction, man. So it's all about this offseason, man, learning from your mistakes, learning from the things you did wrong your first year so you won't make those same mistakes your second year going into it, so. Yeah, we love having you on the show, Quinn, and we love your humility, and we miss you on the field. We're hoping to get you back for the final <laughs> week of the season. Uh, i got to ask you about another rookie, your rookie head coach. Before he came to New York, Sala was viewed as this fiery, high-energy, defensive-minded coach out of San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Year one of the Robert Sala era, you being one of the prized pupils, how would you grade it, and what can Jets fans learn about their head coach that you know that maybe they don't see on Sundays watching from the couch? Man, it's been fire ever since, man. I know it, I know he felt like it haven't went the way, and we all feel like it haven't went the way that we expected. But like I said, man, like with him, like with us, man, we all learn, man. We all learn to grow. We all learn um, through challenges. You have to go through challenges to grow um, as a team, as a coach, as a player myself. We have to go through challenges, man. I just see him every single day preaching on the growth, preaching on the getting better every single day, preaching on the positivity around the organization because it's a lot of negativity um, come towards us, man, if, if, if we keep winning, I mean, losing and different stuff like that. But just the positivity, man, that he brings every single day, just the, the willingness to learn, the willingness to uh, teach every single day, no matter what's going on outside the building, no matter what's going on inside the building, man, just that 
uh, fire, that positivity, and to get better in the future that he always speaks on us, man. You got to – and he always believe me and talk about – you have to speak, manifest stuff and speak stuff into an existing. Uh, don't worry about what's now. Don't worry about what's present. But you got to speak stuff into the future. And that's all we uh, work on, man. Like, the future is going to be bright. Like We know it's not this year, but next year it's going to be bright. So, Quinnen, in your, in your 10 seconds or less, we're going to put you on the clock, 10 seconds or less, two teams from your division have already clinched a playoff berth, Bills and Patriots. Tell us which team you think is tougher as we head towards playoff football. Uh, both of those are great teams, man. I can't really say ah, which team tougher, which team not smart. tougher, man. Both of those, yeah. both of those are great teams, man. Yeah. Both of them got great quarterbacks. Both of them got a great run game, man. <laughs> both of them got great defenses, man. So um, hopefully we'll be up there soon, man. That's all I can say. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Awesome. Right. Great answer. Congratulations on your nominee, big fella. Uh, thank you so much, man. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home, too? The place to do it is Errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at Errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.